Hi there, we really hope you enjoy this teaching from The Message. To find out more about all the exciting things we're doing and how you can get involved, check out our website, message.org.uk. So I've entitled this first talk from Romans, What Kind of Gospel? What kind of gospel are we going to share? What kind of gospel do we believe? What kind of gospel do we want the world to know? It's a game-changing question. It's a question that changes everything. It decides whether we're going to be fruitful or not, whether the message is going to grow in impact and an honour to Jesus or not, whether we go backwards or go forwards as people. What kind of gospel? It is that big. You may know that myself and Sam and Daniel, along with 12 other riders, are cycling a thousand kilometres and climbing higher than the height of Mount Everest over nine days. That's the hard bit, actually. A thousand kilometres is a long way. You just have to stick your head down. It's going up the hills that's the hard bit. But we're doing that in six weeks. Six weeks today, we'll be in South Africa. And hey, I'd just so appreciate if you'd sponsor one of us. Uh, we're, we're trying to you know, uh, do this thing because everybody at The Message has to do a sponsored event. But, and you know, I, if, I, if you ask me, I sponsor you. Um, when you're doing your sponsor so I'm asking you I'm asking you and lots of other people it doesn't matter if it's me or but Daniel or Sam sponsor us so we can do more of this beautiful work we've got this this slightly daunting target of 250,000 pounds we want to raise it's in our budget we need to raise it so if you could stand with us here in the room watching online it's all you can go to our pages or just go to the message website you'll find the information but anyway Saturday we were out on our training ride in the freezing cold, <laughs> with the toes dropping off. But we cycled through Wilmslow, and as we cycled through Wilmslow, we cycled past the Salvation Army shop. And I'm, I'm not trying to diss the Salvation Army here, but what's the, do you know, what's the strap line of the Salvation Army? Anybody know what are the two words? What are they? Blood and fire. Well done, Jane. Blood and fire is the strap line. You can't really get more offensive name, can you, than the Salvation Army, and perhaps blood and fire. But that's what, they've, that's what they were birthed out of. That's what's driven them forward for the last 150 years. The blood of Jesus and the fire of the Holy Spirit. The only hope we've got to see any transformation is the message of the cross, the blood of Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit. We know that, don't we? And that's what Booth believed in. That's what they experienced in this extraordinary move of God at the end of the 19th century. As you cycle past the Salvation is shop, Salvation Army shop in Withenshaw. You know what it says outside? The Salvation Army, fashion and compassion. Sounds quite a good strapline, actually. Especially, you know, it's a second-hand shop. It sounds fashion and compassion. But it struck me is, get this, Salvation Army is still doing some beautiful, beautiful work. But if we go from blood and fire to fashion and compassion, we're stuffed. And we have a church in the UK particularly, that is moving from blood and fire. We unashamedly preach the gospel of the cross and the sacrificial death of Jesus for our sins and him taking the punishment that we deserve in the power of the Holy Spirit. We're just swinging along because we've got such a heart of compassion and we want to fit in with the fashion. We don't want to stick out and go with the culture. We are never going to be a movement of just fashion and compassion. We're always going to be a movement of blood and fire. And if you like that, you're in the right place. If you don't, you're in the wrong place. Because the only way we're going to see Manchester or the UK or anywhere else changed is the blood and fire. 
Paul is a man of blood, preaches the blood and preaches the fire. And he starts off his amazing letter, the greatest letter of doctrine and theology ever written in the history of the world. He starts it off, Paul. Now, normally, if we write a letter nowadays in 2023, we start a letter off, dear whoever, dear Michelle, and we finish it, love Andy. But in the ancient world, they reversed it. They started with the title of the person. And this is perhaps the most elaborate description of who he is as well in all his letters. He starts off, Paul, not Saul, not the old man, not the violent man, not the the man who was out to wipe out the church, but the new man, the Paul, the new man, the born again man, the transformed man, man, the man who'd met Jesus on the Damascus road, the man who was living with a new name and a new call, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. The word is actually doulos, literally means slave, a slave of Jesus Christ. He's my master. What he says goes Actually, I have no rights. I've chosen that. That's what Paul describes himself. Paul, a slave of Jesus Christ. If you've heard me say this before, forgive me, but I've been inspiring, inspired reading some of the great saints of the last century who did amazing things. Probably no couple in church history, certainly the history of the 20th century, did more for Jesus than Bill and Vonda Bright. They founded Campus Crusade for Christ, just a ministry into Los Angeles University in the States, reaching out to students. Just they saw all the brokenness and all the addiction in the early 50s and they started a campus ministry. That campus ministry grew to be the largest uh, Christian mission in the world. They minister today in well over 100 countries. They have 25,000 missionaries. They've they've made the most watched film in history. Forget Avatar. The most watched film in history is the Jesus film. They've created the track that's been used by God, the four spiritual laws, more than any tract ever written. You know, God just hand on this couple and all the the ripples out from them just going in to reach some students for Jesus. You know why? Because when they started their ministry... Bill and Vonda were broken for these hurting students that they just wanted to reach into one college campus. But they sat down, prayed before the Lord, and they wrote a little thing in their Bible. From this day forward, I am a slave to Jesus Christ. And they both signed it and they put the date. And that was the founding document of Campus Crusade for Christ. And look what's happened. And they tried to live like it. I do believe it. If you, what, if you track, they're two, a couple who just journeyed the whole distance, didn't let the side down, kept Jesus at the center, kept ducking and diving and seeing God's new thing and multiplying it out. But wow, from this day forward, I'm a slave to Jesus Christ. It's the secret. It's the, it's the way to live life to the full. Paul, a servant, a slave of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle you're only going to heaven because God called you you in you you first of all didn't call out to God wherever it was in church or at some gig or in your bedroom he called out to you he said I want that one I want him I want her I'm calling her but Paul wasn't just called to Jesus he was called to be an apostle 
You go and only go into heaven because of the invitation, the personal invitation God brought to you. He loved you so much. He said, come on, the great invitation. Come into eternal life. Come into fruitfulness. Come into heaven. Start living like it now. Come the great invitation. But with that great invitation also came an invitation to ministry. Paul was not just called to Jesus Christ. He was called to be an apostle for him. He's called you to ministry. Every single one of you, every single person in this room, every single person watching online, you've been called to ministry. Do you know what your ministry is in the body of Christ? You've got one, without a doubt. Many ministries. You need to know what they are. If if you're like, I don't know. Find out. Because it's what makes life worth living. Ask others, ask the Lord, get into the Bible. This is my ministry within the body of Christ. And we operate in all sorts of different spheres. But once you know primarily what your calling is, then you can get on with it in serving well, discovering it, pursuing it is what makes life worth living. Day you were saved. This is what he says, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. You were set apart for the gospel of God. You're not living for yourself now. There's good news. It's got to be seen and heard. I'm set apart for that great work. And in the first six verses of this beautiful letter, Paul points out the five vital things about the good news, about the gospel that he's going to unpack over the next 16 years. Whether we get this or not is literally game-changing for the message trust. It's game-changing for your life. We're only going to change the world if we get the true gospel. Other gospels won't work. If we want to come up with a man-made gospel, we can do it. It ain't going to work. And even now, whole denominations are going for fashion and compassion instead of blood and fire, and they're writing their death warrants. They, they, They won't even be here in a few years' time because they're not preaching the true gospel that the Bible explains to us, that Paul reveals to us perhaps better than any other place in the scriptures, the gospel. And so there's five things Paul says about the gospel, the good news of Jesus. Five things that we take into schools, into tough communities, five things that change the world. First of all, Paul says, it's the gospel of God. Paul, I'm a slave of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. And even as he says that, there ought to be a little bit of holy fear in this place. It's not my gospel, it's his gospel. Paul didn't invent it. We can't, you know, we don't come to this book looking to critique it, looking to poke holes in it, looking like we're cleverer than Paul and more inspired than the Holy Spirit. No, we come to it to bow our knee, to wrestle with it. How do we work this out? We submit to it. The bits we like and the bits we don't like is his gospel. It's the gospel of God. We don't have one more religion to add to the party. You know, here's the suite of religion. Take your pick. There's one true gospel of God for a lost world. And it matters that we know that gospel. We understand it. All evangelism starts with that passion and drive. It's God's gospel. There's a fear and trembling about that. As I move into a school or go into a community or stand in front of a church or just tell my friends about it, whatever it is, it's his gospel and we need to handle it well. It's the gospel of God too that's revealed through the Bible. 
The gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, Paul says. It's been revealed beforehand. It's rooted in the soil of the Old Testament. There's a beautiful continuity between the Old and New Testament. We love the red letters of the New Testament, but we are not red letter Christians. We're black and red letter Christians. You know, we've got the whole thing. We've got the whole scriptures, old and new. The prophets of the Old Testament, hundreds of times, and the apostles of the new bear witness to one true saviour, Jesus Christ. And how many times have I said it? I don't even like the fact we've got an, you know, we've got an application, a job offer on our website for a rapper. I don't want a rapper to join the message. I don't want a dancer or whatever it is or an administrator primarily. I want Bible teaching evangelists. People who understand the word of God, wrestle with it, believe in it. No rapper's going to change Manchester for Jesus, no matter how good their licks are. <laughs> the only thing that's going to change Manchester is Bible teaching evangelists who understand the Old and New Testament, who, who get how delicious the word of God is and how relevant it is to a hurting world. And this is an opportunity, honestly. We could... We could go through the book of Romans together and God could change our lives because it's the living word of God. If we take it seriously, it's alive. How seriously do you take this book? Please, whatever you do, don't go into school with some little sermonette. Take the word of God in work out. How do we communicate this precious book to a world that desperately needs to hear its truths? The third thing about the gospel is, the gospel is all about Jesus Christ, regarding his son, who was to his earthly life a descendant of David, but who the spirit of holiness was appointed the son of God in power by his resurrection of the dead, Jesus Christ, our Lord, capital L. He was fully man, descended from David. He's fully God, Lord of all creation. It's not about our clever stories, our sense of humour, our funky songs. It's not even about our testimonies. I love testimonies. It's about our testimony to him. Whenever I'm trying to you know, interview someone and discuss how do I share my testimony, I always like to say, well, just think BC, JC, AD. Think before Christ, but make sure it's before Christ that I was like this. Then I met Jesus Christ. Here's my life after Jesus Christ. Please don't spend 20 minutes telling me about the horrors of BC and one minute about JC and half a minute about AD. You understand what I mean? It's all about Jesus and he's the only one that can bring that transformation. He's our message, fully man, fully God. The gospel is all about Jesus Christ. For the gospel is for everyone. Verse 5, through him we receive grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles to obedience that comes from faith. Interesting that, isn't it? What are we calling, what are we calling people to with our evangelism? Are we calling them to obedience to, through faith? We call them to faith. Is a little faith prayer enough? Well, in one sense, yes, it is. That's the doorway. But what we're calling them to is obedience in faith. Yes, the step of faith, that gift of faith you've been given. But to obey, to bow your knee, to make, become a slave of Jesus Christ with me. That's what we're calling people to. And it's for everybody. 
for all the Gentiles for his name's sake. If we're as committed to world mission as God is, there's no room for any pride about race, nation, caste or class. The gospel is God's and it's for absolutely everybody. Nothing like it on earth is there. There's nothing like this gospel, is there? It's just amazing. It's, it's for everybody, every culture, every race. It's as relevant as the man, for this man in his super yacht aching with a hole in his heart. He's got everything, but he's got nothing as it is for the person in the slums, not knowing how they're going to feed the family today. It's relevant to absolutely everybody. I love the fact that Islam has a centre, doesn't it? The Middle East. I know Islams are all over the world, but the centre, the real action for Islam is in the Middle East. Hindu has a centre. The Far East. Buddhism probably has a centre. China, doesn't it? Christianity doesn't have any centre. It's everywhere. Every culture is growing everywhere. In fact, it's growing faster in the Muslim strongholds than anywhere else. It's growing faster in the Far East in these amazing nations where God's pouring out his spirit and across China, the largest church on earth, how amazing is the gospel? It's for everybody. It's out of the box. It just works in every situation, every culture, every class, because it's for everybody. It's the gospel for the Gentiles. Anybody glad in this room? It's the gospel for the Gentiles. A Gentile like me needs a gospel like this. Or else I'm going to hell without Christ for all eternity. Thank you, Jesus, for this gospel. Thank you that it's for everybody. You loved every person, the most broken, angry, violent, horrible person you meet. Jesus loves them. The gospel is for them. If, it could, if he could do it for Paul, he could do it for them. And the fifth and final thing about the gospel is the goal of the gospel is to honour Jesus. Paul's main desire to bring the nations to obedience through faith was just for the glory and honour of Jesus. He was captivated by it. How much are you captivated by that? Jesus, you must get the honour you deserve. All you've done for us, you're just so beautiful, you're so amazing. You left heaven and came to earth. You died that hideous death on a cross. You made a way, you're alive and you're everything everyone needs. Look at the difference. In people's lives, look at our Jesus must be honoured. And if we find any place where he's not getting the honour he deserves, we must do something about it. Any place, anywhere, any family, any community where Jesus isn't honoured, we're going to try and get him honoured. <laughs> we're going to try and get worship. You know, real worship is not singing songs on a Tuesday morning in a warehouse in Sharston. Real worship is on the back of getting his heart going out and saying, there's another family honouring you. There's praise wafting up from another school, another broken person. We get to be part of that. It's why the message exists. It's what we're for. That's where it starts and ends. He must get the honour he deserves. This beautiful gospel must be heard everywhere and anywhere. There's nothing like it can change any situation, any heart. We believe that, don't we? Let's get captivated by it afresh. Let's be excited by it. Let's carry it out wherever we can. Let's just go and go and go. Big events, small events, little one-on-one -on -one encounters. Let's make sure we pray like we've never prayed before. Go like we've never gone before. So, Because the object of the message, start and end, is that Jesus gets the honour he deserves. 
It's all for his sake, Paul says. Fall in love with Jesus afresh, the beautiful, precious name of Jesus over every bit of fear and anxiety and depression, every plan of the enemy. Let's get into his word and fall in love afresh with this beautiful gospel. Do you like the sound of it? Let's be those people. Don't forget to check out message.org.uk to find out how you can support our work or even get involved with one of our teams. We also have another podcast called The Flow Podcast, where we share stories and testimonies of the amazing things that God's doing in people's lives. Search for The Flow Podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.